Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, John. Here with me today are Brian. Hey. Alex. Hello. And special guest, Ryan. Hello. Today we're going to talk a handful of game news as well as Final Fantasy VII Remake and XCOM Chimera Squad. But before we get to all of that, if you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. And as always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. Please do consider subscribing to us on Twitch. It does help us a lot, especially in this time of need. Uh, But if you don't have any money because you're not working, that's cool, too. Um, It's not cool that you don't have any money. It's not cool that you're not working and you don't have any money. It's 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 cool cool that that you don't give us money. Yeah. So, Alex, any, uh, any bumpers for the network? Yes, the Horror Movie Yearbook Boys talked about the 1986 classic Big Trouble in Little China. One of my favorite please, movies of all time. Please go check that out. There's a little bit of video game talk there as well. And then um, Westworld FM, we have two episodes left uh, as of today while we're recording. So uh, season three is almost wrapping up. Come check that out. Watch some Westworld. Get caught up. It'll be fun. Cool. Season four was confirmed. Yep, yes, it was. it was. That's exciting. It was indeed. So, uh, Webby, what else have you been playing other than Final Fantasy VII? Um, I started God of War. I bought it. It's been in my backlog, backlog for a while, so I've been playing God of War. Okay. And then I've been playing a lot of Warzone. Warzone, Heck okay. Heck yeah, you have. Yes, a lot of Warzone. But, how, uh, how far into God of War are you? I'm about like three hours in. I just started okay. it, but it's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's it's a fantastic game. They did a great yeah. job with it. Yeah, you know, I'm just, um, I've got that, and then I've got a couple. I bought, Wiz and I bought Crash Team Racing. We've been playing some nice. of that as well. And, cool. Uh, a little bit of Overcooked as well. So just a little dabbling in everything right now. Yeah, man. Oh, that's sweet. Uh, Alex, what about you? Uh, so I beat Resident Evil 3 on stream. Um it's all up on YouTube under our Daft Hunk series, if anybody would like to watch it. How long did it take you? It took me four hours and 40 minutes. And to what grade it. did you get? I think I got a C, if I recall correctly. <laughs> Ouch. But, uh, it's Ten. mostly because I saved a thousand times, and the more times you save, the lower your grade goes in a Resident Evil game. So, um, Yeah, it's good. But the interesting thing is, is that they kind of like... It feels pretty samey to Resident Evil 2. It's a little more action-y than Resident Evil 2 is, but I feel like they've kind of stripped out some of what made 3 unique back in the day. There used to be these, like, quick... It it was one of the first, like, QTE games that ever came out. It was on the PlayStation 1, and it would give you, like, two options that you could choose really quick, and you had to pick one of them, otherwise Nemesis was going to kill you. And they kind of took that type of stuff out. So that was a little bit of a bummer. But they changed the story around a little bit too. But overall, I mean, I had a good time with it. I have a hard time recommending a four and a half hour game for $60. But um, it also comes with with the Project Resistance game, which I haven't played yet. Hopefully I'll have some time to check that out. But working on getting together a spoiler cast for that one. Been kind of tough because I'm in to podcast mode at the moment um but uh hopefully we can get that rolling with willie and gojo and tim um but yeah resident evil 3 
it's it's fun if if you if you're curious about it at all you liked resident evil 2 the remake uh check it out cool um i'm also still playing animal crossing we finally got the credits to roll which happens after a specific event uh in the game i didn't know there uh, were credits in that game <laughs> there are credits in the game yeah um and uh it's it's still fun i have a good time with it john i know you posted the article about how <laughs> was it was it who was it forbes who, who no posted? it was it was business insider magazine heads has a video game writer who said something along the lines of animal crossing is a dumb game made for children or something like that <laughs> and uh that it embodies everything i hate about that game <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't take it that seriously. I play it for like an hour a day, maybe. Uh, especially at the end of the day, it's a good way to wind down. But. I don't think I've touched it since... It's been a while. It's been at least a week. I have a hard time just, with those types of games. Well, and that's the thing, is that I had always seen Animal Crossing and been like, oh, I know that I would hate this, but I was completely wrong. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I played um a lot of Stardew for a little bit, and mm-hmm. I... And I just couldn't get into it. And if it's anything like that, I don't think I'd enjoy it. But I haven't tried it, though, either. I've kind of stayed away from Stardew for the same issue. Like, I I always assumed that I would not necessarily like it. So I'd be curious to give it a try. But I don't know. Something about the charm of Animal Crossing, the very lax situation of it all, I think it's great. But I did just uh, invest 400,000 bells in the stock market. Uh, so we'll see if I can become a millionaire yeah. like Nicole has. Uh, well, now's the time to week. buy, right? Yeah, it's low. <laughs> Everything's low. Yeah, and so yeah. Um, a quick news hit: Elijah Wood is a frequent Animal <laughs> Crossing uh, player. And I saw that, and was uh, asking for people's uh, island codes so he could go visit and take advantage of their stock market. Yeah, yeah, that he made some fans day on on Twitter because yeah. he went to somebody's island to yes. hang out. So is Mark Hoppus from Blink One Eighty Two. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh wow, that's awesome. But um, yeah, I don't know. I have a fun time with it, and and I don't begrudge anybody that doesn't like it. But I think it's a lot of fun. So it's fun. It just you, I just I reached a point where I'm like I don't know why I'm playing this anymore, and just stopped. So like I. Fully understand that. I feel like I will hit that point at some point. However, here's maybe something that'll change your mind. There was an update that came out this past week. They're doing some stuff for like Earth Day. There's Earth Day activities like planting flowers and things like that. But it also brought um his name's Red. He's an art dealer. And he's got this shady jetty that docks at the back of your island, and you can go on to it and he will sell you art. And you can donate the art to the museum now because Blathers opens up part of his museum to have an art collection in it so they've taken real life art pieces and red will has four of them available for you each day and you can buy one per day but only some of them are real and some of them are forgeries Ah. so you have to examine the painting and compare it to the one in real life to try and figure out which one is a forgery what the fuck man (laughs) Man, can't they just release that as a standalone game? Yeah, that like, sounds just fun make, to me. Just make me a fucking detective game where I'm like I have to battle art thieves. Like that would just be the shit. <laughs> it's it, honestly, it was a lot, a lot of fun. It was hard for me because I don't know many of the names of the art pieces, so it was tough for me to bring up the real, the real, uh, the real art piece so I could compare the two. But like, 
they have this one of like a Japanese kabuki man painting. It's a really famous painting. You'd probably know it if you saw it or at least be familiar with the art style. But like the difference was instead of his eyebrows kind of swooping down like this, they're swooped up like this. So that's how you know that it's the forgery. <laughs> so if you want to figure out which painting it is or whatever, try the Bing image search. It oh, works pretty well. That's yeah. a good idea. I've used it for like I was trying to look up this cookie jar from like the 20s or something to figure out what it might be worth. And you I mean actually a cookie I jar used, from your adolescence. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it works pretty well. I was surprised. I All actually right, found I'll, what I was looking for. I'll have to try that out tomorrow when I try to get the try. To, there's also guides out there too. There's other like Polygon or other people have guides up that'll tell you what the forgeries are and how how they look just, different. Just but. give me a VR game where I get to be that. Like I want to be like the forgery expert in VR and like make it like a Carmen Sandiego VR where she's an art thief. The or Da something. Vinci Code VR. God, no, you guys well, have a lot it, different ideas uh, of fun games than I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no there there was there is an author I can't remember his name though I I illegally downloaded a bunch of his books back in the day that he has a character who is like an art detective who chases down art thieves that this sounds like right up like i would be yeah i'm into that but i don't know if i can pick up animal crossing anymore maybe for that though we'll see um yeah anyways yeah that's it for me i think uh i i also bought Picross s3 on the switch i've talked about those games previously there's another one you can do more Picross puzzles and it's fun sweet but anyway brian what else have you played and then talk about xcom um Definitely my fair share of Call of Duty uh, Warzone as well. Yeah. Um, a little bit with Ryan, but mostly with Gladish. Uh, he got into it. He's enjoying it. Um, we've done pretty well, but we haven't won, I don't think. We won the other day. Yeah, you, we, yeah, we did. Yeah. Me and Gladish haven't won. Oh, okay. But we're usually short of man, so that doesn't help. Um. Yeah, what else? A lot of Rainbow Six. Like, a yeah. lot. Yeah, I we have know. been I'm, playing. like, really into that again, for whatever reason. Um, We did some sweet 3v3s last night. It was dope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My last match of the night, actually, um, I played one more with Carrie and Alan, and um, it came down to me as Monty versus a clash <laughs> and we were just like contesting the zone for about a solid minute and finally i used the a podium in like the meeting room in the oregon map to break cover to break line of sight so i could pull my pistol out and shoot him nice then we won so that was fun oh so you good guys job. you guys ended on a win last night yeah that's good um yeah it was actually a tiebreaker round too nice um what else have i played not i don't think i've played much else other than that and then of course xcom chimera squad so what is xcom chimera squad squad blah i can't talk it is a new xcom game i didn't really know about it i don't know if they had announced it early on and i forgot about it but no it got announced like literally two weeks ago. okay that's what i thought because that's when i first heard about it and then they immediately put it on sale, and I think it's on sale until I think next week, May. Um, no, normal price twenty dollars, sale price ten dollars. Yep. 
Um, I would say for $20, even though I've only put a couple hours into it so far, it's totally worth $20, but $10 is a steal. So if you enjoyed any of the other XCOM games, I would suggest picking it up. Or even if you haven't, because it's a little bit easier to get into. Um, because like the old XCOM games, the map that you would get dropped into was pretty big. And it could take, you know, a while to finish one of those, um, like, encounters. Uh, but the new game, they break it up into smaller encounters. Either just one quick encounter in, like, a room, basically. In the, or, or they do, like, a series of encounters, usually about three of them. Uh, and each time you do an in, a new encounter, you get to pick where you're going to breach the room from. And it gives you a little bit of a tactical advantage to, to use certain breaching methods and such. Um, also, they changed up the turn order. Old XCOM games, it, you'd take your whole turn, like you'd move all of your units, and then the opponent would move their units, the computer. Um, but now it kind of does like a timeline type thing it, it sort of randomly decides at the beginning of the encounter what the order of the uh characters is going to be so they're kind of like um intermixed between the two so, sides so is there any of the like base building type stuff that's been in the big like um the, the, in xcom one and two or any enemy unknown and two no, that's been stripped down too, which I feel like is helpful if, yeah, if you good. haven't I, played was, an XCOM game. That was my least favorite part about the XCOM games was like the base building shit. Like if I could just do the battles, I'm totally into that. Yeah, as a as a min maxer, it, I, it was just a nightmare whenever it would be like, well, you could go to China, Korea, or the US right now. Which one do you want to save? And I'm just like, I can't do this. I would turn off the game immediately. You save America, duh. <laughs> there there are choices to make between missions. Like you get to pick which missions you want to do first and Yeah, but you don't have to like build up your R and D department in order to unlock new weapons and shit, do you? You do research stuff, but you don't have to build an R and D unit. That's the thing. There's no base building whatsoever. Okay, but you so do that's still fine. you still research items, you can buy shit from like a black market type vendor. Um there's like these away missions basically, or like separate missions that happen during the main mission that you're playing and you can send off one of your extra squad members to do that. That's cool. Um, and that gives you some type of currency. Uh, yeah, just stuff like that. You can still equip like special items, grenades, uh, med kits, stuff like that. But the customization is, there- is toned down a lot. Like you can't change your armor pieces the characters are predefined, which is kind of cool, though, because it it is actually like telling a story, and the characters talk and stuff, which they didn't really yeah, in instead the old of the, games. In, instead of making your whole crew look like your friends and then feeling like shit when they die. Yeah, exactly. So, is there no perm- permadeath in this game, or is that not the case? I believe there still is, because there's an Iron Man option, like the old games had, where it saves after every turn, so you can't save scum. Interesting. But you don't have to play that way. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. It looks really good too. Like they, they do the cutscenes in like a comic book style, like semi animated 
frames of the artwork. But um, then, cool. like, during the missions, it's, it looks pretty much like XCOM 2 with maybe, like, slightly more toned-down textures. But it, it has the same kind of, like, graphical fidelity, I would say, just on a smaller scale. Word. Yeah. Nice. It's fun. Yeah, it's I need to check it out. single player only, too. Yeah, Ricky Sorry. bought me a copy, too. I need to I need to check it out. So hopefully I can have some time in between playing Dad Simulator 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you won't, but that's okay. Yeah, no, I know. I just, there, I was, have- there was a guy on Reddit who was giving away, uh, like, 12 Switch lights and one game of your choice, and it, it was verified, so it's legit. And he just, he was like, what's everybody looking forward to after all this ends? Like, you just need to tell me that in the comments, and yada yada and i was like i did like the cheesy thing of like oh i'm looking forward to introducing my daughter to the world and telling everybody about her and letting people meet her like not through a window and maybe I'll, maybe i'll get a switch light out of it man like and we <laughs> and we can give it away on the podcast or something i don't know we'll, well see there you go or i'll just give it to you alex and you can have it so you can play <laughs> your own version of animal crossing i don't need that <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say like this version of XCOM or this title would be really good on switch i think with the shorter encounters and stuff but right now it's only on pc however yeah, yeah. i assume they'll port it over at some point because xcom 2 started on pc only and they ended up porting that to everything including switch i believe sometime this year it's going to be on there cool all right mm-hmm. john what are you playing I, that's it i just play, been playing dad simulator and a bunch of rainbow six i guess i would like to also quickly mention how shitty Trials of Osiris is in Destiny 2 and that's all I have to say about that I'm, I don't even want to play that game anymore for a while Webby you don't play Destiny anymore I played a, I played quite a bit when it first came out um, no I have not played it recently though <laughs> I don't call. really have a desire every time I mean, every time that game comes up it's just negative that's all I hear about it <laughs> So I, I read a lot of news, and every time, oh, new Destiny expansion pack came out today, and it's terrible. <laughs> my my biggest gripe with it now is because I still follow the subreddit, is just how fucking entitled all of those assholes sound. Like all the time, they all just like it's like it's a free to play game. Like, give me a break. Like, I mean, th- th- the way I look at video games, and I understand cost plays a concern in everyone's decision when they do, you know, when they buy a game. But if I get 30 hours out of 40 hours out of 30 hours, 40 hours of a video game and I paid $60 for it, I'm thrilled. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like time, you know, return on investment there is good. If I go to the movies, I'm spending 30 bucks for the two of us to go there for two hours and get some popcorn, you know? So I don't mind paying for video games, like, but people who complain and bitch and moan all the time, it's, it's hard to listen to constantly. Yeah, especially when yeah. you've dumped 150 hours into a game. Oh yeah, and especially when you've already purchased it like when it was not free to play and you spend yeah. like $300 on the fucking game and then they go free to play. <laughs> That's aggravating. That would piss me off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck that game. Um <laughs> Yeah, anyways, is that that's it for what we've been playing, right? Brian specifically Trials is bad because there's a lot of cheaters on PC, is that the issue? It's not just that. It's the reward system, too. I mean, oh. I can go into a little more detail, but honestly, like... Well, no, we're going to get... There are articles out Hodge. there that explain it. 
let's get Haj on for the next episode so he can like talk shit with you we'll see if we can get Haj and big time streamer underscore area underscore (laughs) underscore xx areola he can yeah Yeah. areola can make it on then maybe uh we can have a good state of the destiny union yeah (laughs) so it's i mean they're really good players so i guess they have some reason to play still but like for me None of the... I like to get cool new things, you know? Like, it is a looter shooter, in my opinion. I want loot. And if I spend three hours doing something and I get nothing, then fuck that. It was a looter shooter. Now it's a multi massive multiplayer online role-playing game. They changed all of you that. You should also get loot in those. They, they completely changed the genre of what this game was when they went free-to-play, specifically so people like you can't bitch about that. Just saying. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what you call it. It's still part of the game loop. <laughs> all right. Well, that's enough about Destiny 2. <laughs> Got to bring it up on every episode, although I think we've missed a few. I think so too. That that was I was shocked when Brian brought it up. I was like, "Wait, I feel like we haven't talked about it." But I'm sure we're wrong. Yeah, somewhere down the line for sure. I just need to vent for a minute. <clears throat> That's fair. Let's uh, let's hit the news real fast. Right off the top, here's a good one. NASCAR star Kyle Larson suspended for using the N word during a virtual race. Not only suspended, he's been fired. Ah <laughs> oh, man, he got it's fired just, by his team. And it was such a typical like. If you actually watch the video, it is hilarious <laughs> because <laughs> because he's just like it's it's the standard like N word drop of like any little ten year old kid who just started playing video games online thinking he's cool by saying it like it is that and it is it is yeah but he's like what twenty thirty something something like, yeah in his mid to late twenties maybe and then he had no clue that like literally everyone in the world could hear him say it like what an idiot like yeah, come on. His- his friends are like, uh, we can hear you. Yo, dude, everyone can. Yeah, they said everybody <laughs> heard you or something like that. It's so yeah. ridiculous. Anyways, we'll move on from that. That guy sucks. Yeah. I'm glad he got fired. Eat shit. Uh, Capcom <laughs> is working on a Resident Evil 4 remake. Alex, you're pretty pumped about that, right? Uh, I wouldn't say that necessarily. No? Um, like, no. Why not? Because the thing is, these remakes of 2 and 3, to me, are so much more interesting because of the fact that it's completely excising the The, control systems in older games. Yeah, Yeah. and and, uh, and allowing them to kind of build upon them in that way. And Resident Evil 4 is the first Resident Evil game that didn't control like dog shit at first, but we didn't know any better because that was all we had was tank controls. It also looked really good at the time. Yeah, yes. and honestly, like I think you know, I'm sure it'll look fantastic in the um, in the what's it called, RE engine. Uh, I'm sure it would look great in the new engine. I'm sure that it would play fantastic. I know. Hopefully, they would update it so that Leon's not a pederast. But you know, like, <laughs> what are you gonna do? Probably not. So. Like, I think that's great and all, but I would much rather see them go back and make, like, Code Veronica, which is now the least accessible Resident Evil game, although you can buy a version of it on PlayStation 4, or, you know, update some of the ones that could, you know, once again, 
remake versus new game, I'd rather have a new game, and it sounds like they're working on a Resident Evil 8 uh, that should be out at some point next year, but the Resident Evil 4 remake doesn't get me that excited because, honestly, I think it's still pretty playable for what it is. Well, how many systems Um, has Resident Evil 4 been released on? I mean, oh God. <laughs> it's been released so many times. And let's see if let's see if I can count. It. So we've got it came out on the GameCube, then a year later was on the PS2. Probably came out for 360 and PS3, I would guess. Also out for Xbox One and PS4 and Switch and the Wii. Exactly. Like it, the, yeah. Is it necessary? No. Will it sell like crazy? Probably because people love yeah. that game. But they didn't like update any of the graphics or anything for any of those releases, really, did they? No, but they weren't that dated. I mean, yes, they're older, and they like. I think they enhanced them and made them look a little bit better, like they did with some of the PS2 remasters, you know, from the yeah, era. But, but imagine like a remastered Resident Evil Four running on an RTX 2080 Super. <laughs> I'm not disagreeing with you that it would look and probably play awesome because it was already a great it's not looking necessary. game. I just, it would look even better. I don't know. Not that it matters to me. I don't play any of these games. I'm one of the people that has to, like, watch other people play these games. Oh, I can't. I'm too scared. Remember when I came over, you wanted (laughs) me to try the, you wanted me to try the VR Resident Evil 8. I said, fuck no, I'm not getting, I'm not putting that thing on. And that would have been good content for us to post. Yeah, sounds great. I know you guys were trying to convince me and, like. There's no way I'm doing it. Are you joking? One of these times. <laughs> one of these times when we get a charity stream going, hopefully we can oh, encourage God. you I do to, not to handle endure. scary shit well. Do it for but, the children. Yeah, I, I, you know, Resident Evil 4 is a great game, and I think it's still a great game, and I think it needs the, the remake the least out of any of their other options. Like, honestly, Fair I enough. would even take... Yes, they've remade Resident Evil 1, and they've put it out on everything, but if they made it in RE Engine, that would be insane to me. I think that would be incredible. And I, yeah. would, I, I, you know, hopefully at some point they go back and do that. Like, I would be very interested in seeing all of these older games in the RE Engine in the same playable format with the same types of controls. I think that would be incredible. But uh, RE4 isn't where I would go next. So, right on. They could just remake 5 and do an actual good game. Like completely change. Is five it. the one that's in Africa? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, Slightly racist. That's the only one I've I played thought. all the way through, and it was it made me sad. I did not enjoy it. <laughs> I had fun with five when I played it all with Willie as a co-op game. Um, but uh, six is the one that I think most people dumped on, and I haven't played that one at all. So I I don't really. I don't know. Is, anyway. is six is the one where they like someone superimposed like a giraffe blowing itself as the logo? Yeah. I'm glad that's what you remember. <laughs> about hey, come on. Logos, man. That's my life. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. All right. Moving along. Uh, NVIDIA unveils Minecraft RTX public beta releasing April 16th. Uh, it is no longer half tracing. Minecraft RTX features full path traced render. This may actually get me to play Minecraft. Just throwing that out there, because uh, I've it's got pretty. the. I mean, I've got it the twenty eighty. I've got the twenty eighty super. Let's do this. Let's do this. But, it's Minecraft. Ooh. I don't even know what to expect, but it is it is pretty amazing looking. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean, that's cool and all. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a <laughs> don't huge need, desire on that. I don't have to play more Minecraft. I've, I, I I've mean, never played this, it, so I have no. I've same. never touched any Minecraft. So I have no clue what to even expect, but I feel like this would be my uh, 
This is this is me being like kind of ushered into that world. I mean, you enjoyed Terraria, right? Yeah, for like so you might enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, I probably got a good 30 or 40 hours out of Terraria. So, but this is 3D. This is different. Plus I like uh, you get the people who do like the voxel art like in Minecraft, which is really cool. Like imagine that with ray tracing. That'd be pretty sweet. Yeah. But you know, when I look at Minecraft and these kind of sandbox games, I just think I go and look at them, and I go, my God, I'll never be this good. And I just say, I'm not going to play it. <laughs> I'm not even going to bother. <laughs> I'm not even going to bother. Because I don't have, I, like, the amount of effort and time people put into those, like, creations and things, it's like, uh, yeah, I'm not going to do that. So, <laughs> it's a little- The thing that's always bitten me the hardest about Minecraft is the idea of playing to explore the when you randomly see the world and you start digging down and you unveil like a cavern and you can go and find out that it's like connected to a bunch of other caverns that was always the coolest thing to me mm-hmm. uh but it, i don't know it, i'm kind of like what else do i do here and then i put it down and i don't do anything with it yeah. so well i it's also been a while like, since I, know, I played any minecraft i know josh that we play rainbow with like run like him and his friends were running a private minecraft server for a while too so like, I assume it's just filled with like macro memes in the sky. It's possible. I don't know. I haven't been there. <laughs> I'm afraid to go there. Um, but I but I do know that like him and his homies like take it pretty seriously. Like they really enjoy Minecraft. So I figured if anybody like I could jump in with them and and play with those yeah. dudes. So. The thing is yeah. like they're Microsoft has been trying to get everyone to use the like Windows 10 version of the game for a while, and I'm pretty sure the RTX version is is one of the Windows 10 ones. Um, The one that Josh plays with his friends is more moddable, and that's the original version that ran on, I think, Java? Java, yeah. Gotcha. And they're not compatible with each other. Ooh. Yeah. But there might be an RTX mod or something for... I'm sure there is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's cool. Yeah. What's next? What do we got? Somebody else talk. Crisis Remastered. It's coming to it's the coming. It's coming to the Switch, Switch yeah. and everything, but also the Switch. I think okay, that was Run Crisis. Could you just imagine the fan on the Switch just cranking on this thing? <laughs> like, it, like it would, your Switch would curve. It'll turn into like a curved Switch. It's <laughs> just gonna freaking blow up. The heat warp. If you put it in like backwards, if you put it in upside down on the dock, then it'll just take off as you're playing. Yeah. <laughs> it'll, it, it launches out like a piece of toast from a toaster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this is cool. I who cares? I don't give a. Crisis fuck was not this. a great game. It was not. It was a tech demo. Exactly. I, I, it, it was amazingly shit. beautiful when it first came out, and. But the game itself was not great. <laughs> I, I appreciate Crytek and everything they've done for the industry, especially Hunt Showdown, like I, which I do need to go back and actually play that because that game has like super changed like a lot, um, and it's beautiful. But and I haven't we can played play it. that. I haven't played it since I updated my system too. So I need. Yeah, we should. Oh definitely, man, it look way better. Yeah. So I'd like to check that out for sure. Um, but yeah, I don't give a shit about Crisis. I don't really. Whatever. The only thing about Crisis that I enjoyed was when somebody modded a functional Back to the Future time machine in it. I s- like you would literally <laughs> hit eighty-eight miles per hour in it, and it would take you back in time in the game. That's awesome. <laughs> I also saw like a, someone modded like a nuclear bomb. Is that in the game, or they put like a nuke in it, and it basically they were getting like 
two frames a second on a 2080 ti <laughs> and the entire island was like blowing up and it just was like it basically blew up their computer oh my god <laughs> <laughs> the only reason i wanted to talk about this is the fact that they're putting it on switch because that just boggles my mind yeah, how everybody's well, computer like couldn't run it for the longest time, and now they're gonna put it on a Nintendo Switch. It'll look the same way it did, and like it's not gonna look like a remaster on the Switch, right? It's just gonna look like the lowest settings did on the PC right. in two thousand and seven or whenever that was. <laughs> so, yeah, whatever. That's cool. Mm-hmm. You know, more remasters and remakes. Yep. Uh, next up, Sony is making fewer PS5s and struggling with the price, apparently. Yeah, so they're making fewer PS5s than they did in uh, back for the launch of the PS4, which is what some people... That's one of the big things of this article. But the other thing is that um, they're struggling. They want it somewhere around 499 to 549 which is more expensive than the ps4 was there's clearly a lot more technology in it but they're clearly struggling with the idea of whether or not they want a loss lead with this thing and lose money on each of them which is not something that they have been doing for a while it used to be pretty commonplace in the video game market and then they make the next revision which makes it cheaper to make and they start making more money on it but um you know it's it's weird the other thing that was kind of in this big report was that like sony will not delay the ps5 if microsoft does not delay the xbox series x and it's like so you guys would delay it if you could that just (laughs) that just sounds to me like the ps5 is not going to do well like at all like to me it's hard to say it sounds to me like they need more time and they're not willing to just like bite the bullet and take more time and I mean, let's be honest, like the Xbox Series X and S or whatever just sounds like a slightly more upgraded Xbox One. Like, I don't feel like we're getting the leaps and bounds that they're actually going to like, how is how are, is anybody going to be able to take advantage of any of this technology? Like, I feel like nobody has even had enough time to play with the dev kits yet. Well, I don't know. I don't necessarily know about that. What I what I do get worried about is the fact that we're in what seems like a paused economy that is likely to collapse as soon as things actually start rolling again. Right. That would be Which my is, biggest concern with this whole thing. I mean, at every new console launch, there's always articles like this. Um, you know, remember how bad the PS3 was looked at and then eventually mm-hmm. when the PS4 came out, it did really well. People were nervous that Sony was going to do the same thing over again, and it sold really well. So, I mean, I've bought a PlayStation day one since PS2. I'll probably buy a PS5 when it comes out, but um, I don't know. I mean, just PlayStation's got the games, so I imagine that they'll probably be just fine. Yeah, I mean, the thing that I'm most curious about is why they've been so quiet on it. I feel like in the PS4 life cycle, we knew so much more about that system by now uh, that it seems really weird to me that they're just staying extremely quiet. We've seen the controller. We don't know what the system looks like. But the fact that like the cyberpunk guys are out there being like, well, we can't really say what's going to happen if you buy it on PS4 and whether or not you'll get the updated version on PS5 when that comes out because Sony hasn't announced anything about that yet and it's up to them to say things about that. And it's like are they still deciding this or like what are they doing? So 
I don't know. It's um, it's really weird. It's certainly first place Sony walking into the situation being like, well, what are we going to do now? And Microsoft could take advantage of that. But honestly, like John said, I don't know that the market for the Series X looks that great either. I, I, I completely agree. You know, if, if yes, it's an updated Xbox, it's going to be the most powerful console on the market. That's cool and all, but hey, I can play all your games on the PC that I just spent two thousand dollars building. Yeah, I, just, right? I, I feel it's, like everybody's pushing all this new technology shit, and it's like nobody cares about that. Like the average consumer doesn't give a shit about your fucking crazy three D sound system setup because they're gonna play it on their three hundred dollar Vizio flat screen that they bought at Walmart. So who gives a shit? Like, you know what I mean? Like that's. Nobody cares about that. Like, if if you're just giving us an updated system with better graphics and shit, like, whatever. Like, sell it that way. But I, I don't know. Like, I just... And, something's... But there's the, the, so much more off with this than than I think we're being led on to believe. The, the same thing that happened last time was, like, PlayStation 4 is coming out. Guess what? Everybody's built this PC now. Nobody wants consoles anymore because you guys took too long to come out with new ones. And then the PlayStation 4 sold a shitload, and the Xbox sold okay as well. So there's there's a market out there for consoles, but I yeah. don't know. Like it, we're in a weird place right now, weirder than it even was back when it was like, hey, it's been seven years since the last console. What are we doing? Everything you're seeing and reading and hearing isn't real. Remember <laughs> that. Fake I mean, news. you guys have great PCs, <laughs> but you still prefer to sit in front of a TV and use a console. So, well, cuz I don't have HDR on my I, PC for most of the We'll get a new see, monitor. Like, can you see the dust and fingerprints on that television in the background there? No. Like, just looks blocky to me. See, I prefer but playing at my even, desk with my monitor and I, I don't like sitting on the couch. It's not even necessarily like the monitor situation. Like I could buy a monitor that has HDR, but I feel like most of the time PC games don't support HDR because nobody has HDR monitors. Like it's it's they it's do now itself, I guess. Some of them do. I, just, I think not all. I the think time. consoles have a time and a place. Like I wouldn't necessarily want to play other than like for the specs of my PC. I wouldn't necessarily want to play a game like Death Stranding on a twenty-seven inch monitor. Like that game looks great on a fifty-five inch television or however big that thing is. I don't even know when I'm sitting four feet away from it and I have my 3d sound set up like my surround sound, like that sort of game. Like I would want to mostly single player games. I think I would want to sit on a couch and play something like that. But like when it comes to rainbow six or any multiplayer game, like a PC just makes way more sense to me. I don't know. But also like, is my 2080 super going to give me a constant 30 frames per second in a 4k HDR environment? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's true yet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're close. You're definitely close. close. Yeah, for sure. But then, you know, I also, guess what? Can't play Final Fantasy VII Remake on a PC yet. Mm-mm. That's that's the biggest Can't thing. Play- the exclusives on the, on the yeah. consoles are still good. And that's, I think, what sells a lot of these systems more than anything is the games. And that's realistically the reason Xbox did not do fantastic this generation. Yeah. Well, and guess what? Last of Us Part 2 probably just became a PS5 launch exclusive. Um, you know, same with any other games that Sony's delaying because they don't want to put them out in this weird time that we're in. Like, I don't know. Like, there's there's a lot of compelling things about a PlayStation 5, and almost none of them have to do with the hardware to me. <laughs> it's all, yeah. like, the games and what's going to be available for it. And, yeah. I don't know, like... 
I love my PC and I think it's great, but yeah, I basically just play multi-platform games on there. And I didn't buy Resident Evil 3 for PC because my, I had friends that were going to have the Project Resistance game on PS4 and not on PC. So I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. We're fortunate enough that we have PCs that can play things in 4K, right? Right. Not everybody's true. in that situation. So, uh, anyway. Yeah, next up. So, the guys at Kotaku Split Screen have basically jumped ship, and they've started their own podcast now, and it is called Triple Click. And it's the same people, Jason Schreier, Maddie Myers, and Kirk Hamilton. They got a new theme song. They got a new logo. They got a new podcast feed. They're part of a new network. It's my understanding that um, they all, like, I mean, Kirk left uh, Kotaku a year, almost two years ago, I think, at this point. And mm-hmm. this is now uh, Jason Schreier and Maddie Myers, like, dipping out as well. So, um, although I did just see Jason Schreier got a job working for another publication as their video games specialist, but I don't remember what magazine <laughs> it was. That's what I was curious about, because he's, he's maybe the person doing the the biggest work uh, in in terms of like actual video games journalism, oh for sure, <laughs> that's going yeah. on nowadays. It's like him and Patrick Klepek are the two. But he like his last big piece came out at some point last week about um, uh, Rockstar and how they're starting to talk to their employees and try to figure out how to eliminate crunch now that several high profile exits have occurred. And and he's really one of the few people that are talking about it on like bigger platforms. Yeah. So. Yeah. Interested to see where he lands. But I enjoy I've, split screen, so I'll, I've written I'll them emails. I really wish they would just read my emails on their podcast. Um <laughs> especially the first one I sent them where I criticized their tone of voice, but that was just <laughs> <laughs> that's probably they auto blocked you. <laughs> that, that was that me one. being a giant asshole. Uh <laughs> but yeah no it, it, i i was i'm a big fan of split screen i'm a big fan of kirk hamilton specifically just because he's a musician too and super awesome and maddie myers is also a musician she's great too but they're they do a, a really nice job and they i mean i don't want to say we necessarily modeled our podcast after theirs but i feel like we were kind of doing the same format as them and then i started listening to them and realized that we kind of had the same sort of spiel as they do um yeah but they're they're good and they're fun to listen to and uh, I'm glad that they're going to kind of get out from under the clutches of uh, Gawker Media and do their own thing. So it'll be cool to see what how this uh, expands. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Metroid Prime trilogy could be coming to Nintendo Switch, according to Best Buy. This is extremely exciting because the Metroid Prime games are some of my favorite games of all time, um, and I think more people need to yeah. play them. This has been rumored for quite a while. A lot of people were thinking that it would happen sooner because of the fact that uh, Metro Prime 4 got delayed. So it's weird that it hasn't happened yet, but I'm so down to have Metroid Prime on the Switch. Absolutely. So hopefully this happens soon. It looks like there's box art and everything, maybe. I don't necessarily know. Yeah, I mean, that could real. just be f- like fake render or something. Yeah. doesn't doesn't really say in the article. Actually. Um, but... Yeah, so who knows? Yeah, hopefully. I definitely hope this happens because the Switch is the first Nintendo console I've owned. So I kind of missed out on some of the games along the way. Um, yeah, I, never I played, played a Prime. little bit of Prime, but yeah. Webby, you never played it? I have played a little bit of Prime and I rented it when I was younger and then I kind of got distracted. I don't think I played it ever since then. 
I think anybody who likes, you know, your standard Metroidvania style games. I mean, that's the, like Metroid is like it's uh it's developed its own genre in a way. Um, but to play these very ex- exploration oriented games with skills and abilities and all that cool stuff, like there, it's such, it was such a a great game on the GameCube, and I I would I've wanted to revisit it and play it again because I remember spending hours in my bedroom playing those like prime one and prime two so oh yeah really we just need the multiplayer yeah, for prime, some of that hacker prime mode back so you and Corey and i can oh man beat up get, on each other get Corey again. to stream it yeah would that would that pull him away from destiny too yeah oh for sure he would totally for like a night he, yeah, yeah he'd yeah, play he it for a little would. bit at least nice so but totally yep all right uh mario maker they added the world maker update. So now you can create, you can take your Mario maker levels that you've created and create an overworld for them, um, which is pretty cool. They've also added uh, a bunch of new abilities and things for Mario too. Um, I don't remember exactly what, but Alex is going to play the yeah, video. Yeah. There's like, there's some weird power ups, things that like give Mario um, the, so th- one of the biggest things is they added a mushroom that is from Mario, super Mario brothers two which allows you to stand on top of enemies and pick them up and then you can <laughs> kind of throw them. So like Super Mario 2 plays completely different from yeah. any of the other Mario games. So it's kind of cool that they did that, although it kind of sucks that it wasn't more like fleshed out like the other game modes in the game are. Yeah. But, um, you know, at least they're acknowledging it and trying to do something fun with it. They've got other things like, like the uh, frog suit that lets you run across water and there's like... The super acorn thing that lets you fly around with the jetpack, uh, boomerang flower that, that makes you like one of the boomerang brothers. So all kinds of new different things that you can mess around with. You can even like use this thing that lets you shoot uh, as a cannon. You can shoot things out of your face, and it's pretty great. <laughs> but yeah, the world thing is is pretty. That's incredible. what they've all like, been asking something for, that, right? Is the world? They, yeah. Yes, people have been asking for that since the beginning of Mario Maker, like the first Mario Maker on the Wii U. So. It's cool that you'll be able to kind of weave your themed worlds together and and you know share that with friends. Yeah, and creating your play. own Mario narrative, which you didn't really have before. Like you could make cool levels that were fun, and you could make multiple cool levels that tied together. But there was no actual way to like cohesively tie them into uh, a world. And now we can do that, yeah. which is really not, cool. Not only can you do that, but I think they said you can tie up to eight worlds together. So you yes, can basically you can. make your own Mario game. That's yeah. cool. They're secretly shopping for Mario level developers is what they're doing. Because <laughs> yeah. you know they're monitoring all this shit. Well, I watch a lot of Super Mario Maker streams. Like, There's a couple guys that I really enjoy watching. Do you, do you have it, Webby? I do not. I, I suck at Mario. I've never been. Oh, dude. <laughs> it, I'm really bad. I made, Me too, I made but a really I like cool it. level that a bunch of Japanese people gave me like sad faces with and stuff in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you succeed. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. good. <clears throat> no, I will. I, I love watching it. I don't, I mean, I'm not a big platformer guy, you know, but I did, you know, what? I forgot to say, I've been playing the new Ori a little bit and that's fun. But the, the first one was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I, I mean, people who stream Mario Maker uh, are always incredible. Like, if you're good enough to be one of those people playing these insane levels where you got to, like, have the most precise timing, like, it's 
it's nuts. So I'm glad there's more tools for people to play with. You can make fun things for people who are better at the game. It is a lot of fun to watch, though. I'll tell you, it's one of my favorite games to watch people stream. Yeah, for sure. Um, one I one thing I'm wondering about is, can you cooperatively like build a world? Like, can you add levels to somebody else's world or something? Share them out in any way? You, I don't know. Like, you used to be able to download other people's creations and like alter them in the first one, but I feel like they limited some of that in the second one. So I'm not sure if they'll let you do that type of thing with the world. Well, guys, not. we're talking like, about Nintendo could, here. They are so ahead on online communicate. <laughs> you know, communication. Oh yeah, they are so ahead of the ball on this <laughs> that, of course, I'm sure they've added so many you know interactive features for the community right i know their their chat to, app to, it's groundbreaking yeah. yeah you have to download like a thing that you put on a floppy into your apple 2e in order to <laughs> take somebody else's mario yeah, I, world I just, from I, super mario maker you 2. have to hand crank it like an old telephone <laughs> i mean i don't know maybe it, i know that i'm not the target audience but if nintendo just went all in on online gaming they could rule the world yeah 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 if you didn't have to open up a phone app to play splatoon with your friends (laughs) it's outrageous hey you know what yeah i bet you some kind of massively multiplayer online pokemon is around the corner because people aren't going to want to go out in public anymore with pokemon go so they've got to figure out something yeah, but it's going to be from the Temtem guys. It's not going to be from fucking Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, like, that's true, guys. Yeah. They yeah, need to like hire everybody those guys. Else, everybody else knows how to Nintendo better than Nintendo in most cases. There's some rare cases where Nintendo still figures it out, but I, yeah, it's weird. It's okay, well, <laughs> yeah, there's some off chance that they made this cooperative world building thing happen. Um, I definitely think we should have a Midwest Game Nerds world. Oh, for sure. Even though you're not allowed to advertise on it, but that's okay. We can figure it out. We can change. <laughs> hey, Alex, just how don't much... put podcast in the name and you're fine. Alex, how much would you <laughs> kill for a Sonic maker? Uh, I mean, that would be cool, I guess. I don't know. Really, what I want is a Moonwalker maker. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that's not going to happen. It's for the children. <laughs> Give me the full Michael Jackson, uh, Michael Jackson discography in Sega Genesis sound system. That would be great. We could just we could just make that. <laughs> we could just like bit yeah. crush a bunch of old MJ songs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, anyways, anyway. uh, Sea of Thieves giving players new goals and pirates more tempting targets. Brian, did you actually read this or did you just put it in the posts? Oh, I sort of half read it. <laughs> There's new stuff of seeing and seeing thieves, and we should all play it sometime, but we won't. Well, I mean, I'm always down for it. Just nobody else is. Yeah. Well, I'm expecting a message from you saying, "Hey, let's get on Sea of Thieves," and until okay. that happens, I'm not playing it. <laughs> <laughs> I have it downloaded on my computer. It does update. I just don't. I'd much rather spend my time playing Rainbow Six. <laughs> That's the problem. I'm in that same boat. So, no pun intended. Yeah, yeah I'm in the Warzone boat. They kind of mix <laughs> the uh, the arena PvP mode into like the normal game. I think is the gist of it. That's cool. like you can team yeah. up with other. Like you can raise a flag of a certain faction, and then another ship can do the same thing, and then you're suddenly like 
a team with that other group and you can accomplish objectives together. I think that is the gist of this. That's kind of what we talked about with like, you know, being able to like put up a flag that makes you untouchable in the world to other people. uh, Yeah. Well, they said like, there's this quote in here. It says the key thing is we want players to feel like a pirate in this world. So see if thieves creator, Mike Chapman in, in an interview with Polygon, but I still think a lot of players feel that pang of guilt when you attack a ship where you, can f- you can't fully enjoy that moment because you find out it's a family of role-playing pirates out in the world. What, <laughs> what feeling, what pang of guilt do you think anybody has when they fucking destroy someone else's shit in this game? Because yeah. I never felt guilty, but I'll I tell you what, no. I felt super fucking pissed when somebody did that shit to me. Oh, so yeah. They're all that fucking meme of Luigi and Mario yeah. Kart staring doing the death stare as he like destroys somebody with a blue there, shell. there's zero guilt in doing anything of this sort in this game if if i knew an entire family was quarantined at home and they had like five xboxes set up six, four xboxes set up and they're playing they, they've got a full galleon set up and they're going through the world they got 50 treasure chests on that boat I'm going to destroy that and not it feel an like a ounce feels, of guilt. It feels so good. It feels, it is oh, so dude. rewarding when you just fuck someone up and it's like, <laughs> suck on this motherfucker. Yeah, you're, snipe, you you're sniping them from your ship. You're sniping oh. the guys who are helping, like, like you know, they're, they're sitting there bailing water out of the boat from the, the cannon blast that you shot at them and you're sniping them from the fucking eagle's nest of your boat. Like, yeah. that shit is so funny. Like, there is zero guilt. Nobody feels feels guilt doing this stuff in this game that's that's called that's being a pirate right there man like it is so fun oh it looks exactly. like laddish and Hodge are down to play and all right chance so we have more than enough people to fill a galleon we should sure. get like two galleons full and then go out and have us like a whole what do you call that uh a fleet yeah, yeah. last time i fired it up uh which i want to say is like a month ago i didn't really play i just kind of like looked at you know looked at what was available um they have three-man ships now they had those before no you could try to three-man a galley or whatever the big ship was and it kind of sucked but you couldn't put three people on the smaller ship but they have one that's in between now there's three no they've always had three ships in that game yeah yeah. dude okay well now they have four Where's the fourth one coming from? What's that one? It's a be? different size. It's for three people specifically. It's Brian's ship. <laughs> okay. He had them put it in the game for him. <laughs> it's got a big the beard. Cannon, the cannons are really small. Though. <laughs> <laughs> they shoot BBs. Yeah, they shoot. <laughs> They're Basketball. like little shot putt balls instead of like a normal size cannonball. Whatever. Oh. oh. All right. Anyways, what's the last? Two one? more stories. We got two more. Facebook has a gaming app to rival Twitch. That's cool. And then Warcraft might add some controller support. Yeah, is that fun? I think that's kind of a big deal because if they do that, they maybe they'll actually put it on consoles. Yeah. Well, isn't is it too late now? Like, honestly, was there anybody who's not playing Warcraft because it's not on their console? No, uh, no. Eh. the silence means no <laughs> nobody's playing it should they have done this like 10 years ago probably yeah probably yeah but anyway. for the record there are only three ships in sea of thieves the sloop the brigantine and the galleon 
But there were only two before that. No, there were no, At the beginning, there yes, there, there were. There's always been three. Even the that beta is not true. It's 100% true. <laughs> Look even, it up. Even the beta had three. Uh, all right, we're going to... All right, Google. How how many ships, ship sizes, and sea of these at, at launch? Uh... So this this is the Sea of Thieves wiki. It says, uh, two as uh, no. It says I mean it says three. Uh, this is really bad podcast. This is riveting content. We're, I, I we literally you gotta put something rare, on the line. We'll figure the line. this out trivia, later. In the trivia section, Rare released the Brigantine in summer of 2018 as part of the Curse Sales update. This ship is ideal for groups of two to three players. Bam. All right. I, I yeah guess. sure. Man. <laughs> Anyways, uh, enough yeah. of that. Why don't, <laughs> we we were wrong. Let's uh, let's I'll talk about it. Final Fantasy VII and how much it sucks. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm gonna take a nap. Hey, Webby. <laughs> yeah, Webby, you can you can go for. So you obviously, like everybody of our generation, adored Final Fantasy. Yes, VII I when it was originally. played the original many times. Um, I've been looking forward to this for the last feels like ten years. He's got a <laughs> waifu it. pillow of Tifa. Oh God, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> <laughs> the the character models in this game are. A, Pretty unbelievable, um, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> but basically, I beat the game. I've been playing it for the last week and a half, two weeks. Um, overall, I'm very happy with it. I think they did a really nice job um, with things that were major issues in like 14 and 13. I think the combat is awesome, and I think are you? I mean, I'm biased, no doubt about it. Um, I think it has some of the best music I've ever heard in a video game. I mean, it is truly unbelievable. And the way it comes in and the transitions in and out. I mean, they even do these like funky versions of the old songs, like a reggae version of like a Walmart theme. I mean, it's just the music is awesome. Um, With that being said, I do have some issues. I don't know how much you want me to go into it because I don't want to give things away. But, um, you know. There are side quests in the game. Some of them feel kind of silly. You know, I'm I'm going around mm-hmm. searching for cats in the beginning. It's like the first thing you do in the yeah. game. So it, I'm searching for cats and I'm just going, my God, what am I doing? And even at one point, Cloud just goes, this is stupid. This, <laughs> this is <dumb." laughs> And so, I mean, overall, um, the highlights for me are, I think the voice acting is actually pretty solid besides Barrett sounding like Robert Downey Jr. from Tropic Thunder. <laughs> um, other than, and you know, I think from the demo they cut, I mean, there's definitely still like anime type noises and like grunts, if you will, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But I think they cut out some of it because from the demo to this, it's it's definitely noticeable that it's not as much. Um, but... I think they've done a nice job. I think it sets up. I wish it was a full game. You know, it's definitely feels like they've dragged out, you know, the first five to six hours of the game into 40. And there are, <laughs> there are some pacing issues at times. Um, but overall, I mean, I'm, I was probably going to like it no matter what. So 
I, I'm curious to see what Alex has to say. I really enjoy this yeah. game a lot. Uh, and and the weird thing, like, to me, it is a wholly different entity from the original. Like, I honestly feel like I'm going to finish this game, and then I'm going to go back to my save file on the Switch and play it through to the end mm-hmm. of the game. But, um, you know, I'm only halfway through. I just finished up the Don Corneo stuff. I think I've got 20 hours into the game, so 40 hours sounds about right-ish. Um and a lot of the areas where they've expanded things don't really bother me that much, but it does it, like you certainly do feel it, and I wouldn't begrudge anybody being unhappy about the fact that like you know there's they're kind of stretching it out or milking it does, I mean that's the thing is that they're trying to add in a little bit more. I like that you get some backstory about Jesse earlier on mm-hmm. in the game and they do make some choices to flesh certain characters out more, and I think it works very well. Well, not just characters. I mean, um, they're fleshing out the whole world, too, in general. I mean, they, with the technology that we have now, their capabilities are significantly more, what's the word? Plentiful, I guess, is a good word for it. But, yeah, it's uh, they they took a game that, like, where the original probably lost a shitload in translation, because it is a very dialogue heavy game and they were able to like kind of rework it in a way and like put in voice acting that makes sense and like redevelop the world into being more understandable and be able to expand on the ideas that they had originally. But they've also kept a lot of the goofy shit that's in the original, like poor translation things and like the way that they said it, they've had them say those things. Really? Yes. And it's, it, it's part of the charm I think of this game. It, it's a, it feels a little more knowing in yes, this. Yes, it definitely is more self-aware, version, right? Yeah. And and that's the thing. There's a lot of different self-aware moments. You've got moment like I think there's a time where Barrett sings the like end fanfare for the battle and there's like a time there's a time in an arena where everybody sings it around you when you finish this arena battle and like those little nods to the original are really fantastic. And I and I like it's got that perfect amount of nostalgia for me while also being something new and different. Um, I agree with that. There's, it, I don't necessarily want to like expound upon story too much, but there's, it feels like there's something weird going on and I don't know if I'm going to know more by the end of the game or not. <laughs> yeah. I won't ruin anything. Um, you know, the ending is, I don't want to give it away. It's 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 not a one for one remake. This game, you know, yeah. they're expanding completely on the story, and I think they did a really nice job. I mean, I've played a lot of Square games and Final Fantasy games, and sent this is by far the best one since ten. At least they've had made it goofy. They've made it kind of silly. It doesn't take itself too incredibly serious like a lot of their newer ones have and it's fun it's just enjoyable they've got these silly mini games in it you know it's just it's it's very enjoyable yeah and you know speaking about the combat i had a lot like i i feel like i understand more about the combat now than i did when i played the demo which makes sense i've played much more of it but i'm much more fluid about 
making other people do commands and like switching over to certain people that have a certain command so that I can build up their ATB meter more and like figuring out what you can do to stagger the enemy faster and things like that. It just, it feels very well considered what they wanted to do with the battle system. And I, I like it. It's not just like, I don't feel like it's a kingdom hearts game where I was just walking in and mashing the square button until I could press triangle to make myself into some stupid oh, form that did yeah. more damage. Like I was so scared play, to go in and play this game after playing kingdom hearts three for about three hours and never putting it in ever again. Like I, <laughs> yeah. I played three hours of that game and I said, oh my God, this is just awful. And um, yeah. I was very nervous and I couldn't be more happy. I will tell you though, this is by far the hardest Final Fantasy I have played in a long time. Not that it's like super, super difficult or anything like that, but it's definitely like in every other one, you can just grind and destroy your way through the game. Mm. And there's definitely, I definitely got a couple game overs where it's like, oh, geez, well, I was set up completely wrong for that fight. And you have to go back and do it again. Um, and, you know, there is, I don't think this is giving, there is a hard mode available after. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious to see people, how good they get at these battle systems. Yeah, that's the thing is that, like, it's, I don't necessarily feel as though there's a lot of ability for people to, like, just grind it out. Like, you could go and fight really tiny mm-hmm. minions for a long time, but it would be... It's it's the same as that story of the dude who, like... I think he reached level 99 for Cloud in the beginning of the game without leaving, like, the reactor yes. or whatever in the original game. I, I don't know that you could actually do that in even the amount of time that that guy did it, but it... it like, I, I don't necessarily know how the game will allow people to, like, be overpowered. I don't know if it'll do that. Because you, it's on such a narrow path that is very linear, you know, but still, the Midgar section of the original game was, was pretty straightforward in that matter. Exactly. For the most part. So, but, like, the random encounters and stuff doesn't necessarily happen the same way. There's very obvious places where you can run into enemies, right? But it's not like you can run into them on any screen that, you know, there's not a lot of other people on and stuff of that nature. So, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really looking forward to the back half of the game. I'm very, very curious to see where it ends and what they do with it and how things change and where it goes from here. Um, I, I do find myself kind of like wondering what does the gold saucer look like in That's, this world and what does the overworld look like in this world and it's probably a gold disc no i hope it's more than just <laughs> Thanks, a gold Brian. disc <laughs> <laughs> but um no like just to try and see how they're going to expand upon those things and whether or not they're even going to do that in the next game yet or are we still going to be in midgar i don't know i have no idea yeah at this point, the next but. it will be very interesting to see where it goes um i want i'm just so it just i'm i feel very teased right now because i'm just so excited to see these other places in the world of final fantasy 7 and mm-hmm. i just want the next game I mean, but, part of yeah. part of what I'm hoping is they kept delaying it and pushing it out in order to have more of it to release upon the end of this. But I'm guessing that's not the case. Like, well, they also like eventually fully restarted production with a different yeah, team. I think too. 
So I, I don't necessarily know that they like have a bunch of stuff sitting there waiting for them to push out another one next year or something. I like just that. feel That'd like that'd be sweet. They kind of need to do that though. Like they need to like it needs the, to come sooner than later. Yeah, or else they're just gonna but lose. Let me put interest. it this way. Like, like, Webby, do you feel like you were screwed out of sixty dollars because it's not? No, the full game? I don't feel that like, way. I just yeah. feel excited. I mean, that's that's all it is. I definitely have no. I mean, I think it's for sure a full game. Um, people who complain mm-hmm. that, oh, it's only half a g-. It's not half a game. It's definitely a full experience. Um, but when was the last time that you were like, Square Enix is coming out with this thing and I cannot fucking wait for the next one? Like, I, I don't think I've felt that since like Final Fantasy X. Exactly. Like you said. And it's then not- Final Fantasy X 2 was like this weird freaking there's i think there's a bunch of Dress memes spheres. from final fantasy 10 2 <laughs> yeah. that doesn't even make sense call your game 10 2 is there a 10 3 no yes no. there is well no there's, there's but there's a 13 2 and a 13 yes, 3 so but how but, good is uh, the music oh it's incredible it like it gives it, it make like i downloaded the cloud uh theme for my playstation 4 because i need to hear that every time i turn on my playstation (laughs) like it it's this incredible rush of nostalgia but even like the thing is they have updated music for later parts in the game like you can get the gold saucer song in like a jazzy version of it it's awesome yeah with like real instrumentation rather than the weird midi instruments that they were originally using which is awesome it's great and and so kind of like it feels like this interesting, like, homage to the game that they originally made while also taking it into a new direction. And I think they're doing it in a pretty flawless manner. I just I just don't know the whole piece of things yet to see. If I would like to, to talk to you about it after you it and get your input. We we will do yeah. Our our friend Gojo has also played Gojo, who's a friend of the show, has has completed it as well. So I we'll probably try to sit down with you and him to try and like hash out what happens after the end of well, this Well, you got a hard then. copy, right? I do, yeah. Yeah, so I will lend it to yeah, you, too, when, when done, I finish. I'll play it. I just, I can't, I, like, I want to buy it when it's complete. <laughs> like, I want I get the it. whole game. But I'll, I I'll get play it. it. But I could borrow it. I, that's the thing, though. Like, it, it, like, Final Fantasy VII, to me, was a game, like, I was seven years old when that game came out, and I sat there and watched John play through most of it, and then I finally beat it myself, probably, like, I don't know, six years later or something like that, but it just brings me back to that point in time of my life where things weren't so complicated, and I can just play this, like, massive game, and not only that. But the biggest thing about me not playing Final Fantasy 15 is that I don't want to learn all of the proper nouns of that world. Yeah. I don't want to know what the name of the city is and figure out what the race of people is called. Like, I remember playing 13 and they're like, the Fel Sea and the La Sea, or what, I don't even know what the fuck they were. <laughs> but, like, the different, like, just learning the vocabulary of the world is a huge issue for me now. Because I'm like, I don't have time for this. But I already know all of that for Final Fantasy VII. So the fact that they're putting out this game that takes advantage of all of my current knowledge of it. Well, and, and the maybe story, apparently does something a little thing different with it. I think it's well, interesting. The story is not... What were you going to say? Those other ones have the most convoluted stories ever. And this story is yeah. way more straightforward. I mean, not to say that there's not mm-hmm. parts in the story that are out there but it's not nearly as like a mess as some of those newer final fantasies 
and Kingdom Hearts, which is just it, god awful. This one parallels our real <laughs> world, man. The planet is screaming. Yeah, it's Robert Downey Jr. right there. <laughs> Dude, it sounds exactly like him. It's so funny. Yeah, it does. It does. But <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I think it's great. The other thing, like, I love the fact that you can make it so that all of your weapons are upgradable, yeah, that's nice. and like the Buster Sword can be usable throughout the end of the game if you want to. Yeah, I mean, um, speaking, I mean, the whole Final Fantasy, you know, Final Fantasy VII. I loved that game so much when it came out. I was homesick from school one day, and I was about to beat the game. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start a new game to get ready. And so, like, I'm going to play it again. So I started a new game, and I saved over my game that I was about to beat the game. I cried, I think, for, like, two hours. I was, like, maybe eight, nine. I cried. I literally was just bawling. My mom couldn't. She couldn't console me. <laughs> Inconsolable. I had deleted like seventy hours of game because I wasn't smart enough to make multiple saves at that point in my life. Yeah, and those fucking memory cards, dude, were like sixty dollars alone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it. Yeah, there's so much to like about this. Game. I love the fact that you can see the material slotted into the weapons when you're wearing when Cloud has his sword on his back, or like you can see it in Aerith's Aerith's staff. I'll change it to yeah. what it actually is now that she's not Eris anymore. And Tifa's gloves, like seeing the little orbs of materia there is really cool. And I don't know. There's like, a lot of detail in this game that they really took the time yeah. to really make a lot of people happy. And they did it. I think they did a great job. Well, it would have been really hard to show the materia on those blocky hands that they had originally. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> yeah, true. Like my, like Minecraft they, characters. <laughs> The one piece of music that I do not wall like market? the new version of. I don't oh. No, I'm okay I'm okay with the Wall Market one. My the one that I don't like is the Turks. Oh yeah. Because the original Turks theme is so fucking good and I don't quite think so. So there's found one that I don't like and I don't like the new Wall Market music at all. I it's only yeah. one I don't like. That's fair. I but all the, the other new but, music I have no issues with. That's the only song that I I was like, oh my god, I don't like this. Yeah. So, yeah. But either way, I mean, it sounds like we both like it. It sounds like Webby has some reservations and some stuff that we'll talk about in like a spoiler cast or something of that nature. But, uh, you know, honestly, like, I get it. There's going to be the purists out there that like, this is fucking terrible. But I don't have those issues. I don't know. No, no. It, it You know, they they changed some things, but I think some of it's great. And, and. And I think I think a lot of it's great, and I don't have like Final Fantasy VII will always be there. It's always going to be. There's a PlayStation version you can go play. Looks like total dog shit. <laughs> it's always going to look like that. You can mod it on it's the PC gonna sound... and make it look pretty decent, actually. Oh, really? Yes, they have. Yeah. Um, they used AI to upgrade all the backgrounds to HD. So oh, they, um, yeah. and it, it's really easy to mod. It's like called seventh heaven and you just down, like, there's a little bit of work that you have to do, but it's not super difficult and you can put new models in there. They really can make it look pretty decent. That's awesome. So, but, but that game will always be there in that form. Mm-hmm. You can go play it if you want to play that game. And, you know, I get it. I was one of those people that was trumpeting for it to be, like, just a straight remake. Keep everything the same. Just give me a visual update. But I honestly think they did a great job with this, and I'm enjoying some of the expanded well, kind of mythology and spending more time in like, the Like, I think about my 
I can't play old Japanese RPGs anymore. Like JRPGs are not fun. Like, but the thing is with the switch and being able to speed up time and give yourself a limit break whenever yeah. you want it. It's fucking the quality sure. of life. Things they've added in these like remasters and things has made it a lot more enjoyable. Cause like, I played nine again somewhat recently, and like nine and seven are my favorites. And um, like nine also looks a lot better than seven, though too. <laughs> yeah, they they really but, unlocked those PS one graphics <laughs> to the best of their ability. But yeah, but no, I mean that I I get it. Like, there's a lot of if you try to go back and play old RPGs, it can be pretty tough. But I I think the the fact that they let you do kind of these cheat-like things in these official releases that you can do on your PlayStation or your Switch or whatever makes it a little bit easier to just kind of cruise through it and enjoy the story and, you know, have fun with the characters and, and kind of work with it on that level. And, you know, I, I have to say, I for the life of me, up until maybe trying to play the Final Fantasy VII Switch port, I didn't realize how much of this game was grounded in, like, climate change and things of that nature, um, because I was literally probably nine years old when I was playing it, and I didn't understand those things at the time. But, like, the fact that they made that game 20 years ago is insane to me, and, and, and that it can speak to these types of world issues and that we're still facing these problems now yeah you mean that we literally <laughs> like, have done nothing to combat them almost except like yeah. a worldwide pandemic that caused people to all shutter themselves indoors yeah <laughs> nature did something about it yeah yeah so well and that's there's the story of final fantasy 7 i don't know what you guys are talking about i saw <laughs> oh, thanks solar for spoiling panels it. on a house the other day <laughs> uh, yeah that's true one there house are more solar panels uh, yeah now. but there were panels <laughs> <laughs> Dude, my entire Facebook ad feed is like you could have solar power free out of pocket expense like nothing yeah, blah, for blah, $90 blah, blah, blah. a month for the next 70 years. Right. <laughs> no, I think actually the way it works is like they'll install the shit for free, but instead of you paying like the credit you get from the 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 energy company, you have to give to the solar company. Well, I can't you can wait make, to get to that you chapter. You can make money Fantasy. with your solar power somehow. Mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly how it works. Yeah, you, you sell it back to the power company. Yeah, yeah. If you if you generate more than you use, you sell it back to the. Which power I have a south facing house, and in Michigan, like that's dope. Like, there you go. So, anyways, but. so yeah, we need to. I need. It sounds like I need to just bite the bullet and play this. I think you'd enjoy it. I, that's the thing is like I I'm pretty sure I will enjoy it and like I liked the demo it was extremely difficult but I, like one of the, my biggest gripes with the demo is this idea that like you can dodge attacks and you can parry things and blah 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 and I am not, and I was like I, I couldn't do any of that anything. shit like when when the <laughs> when the scorpion bot was like launching rockets at me and you you will get hit by at least two rockets every time there's no way to dodge them that's just total bullshit like especially in a in like a free roaming battle scenario like i should be able to dodge those rockets or at least cut them with my buster sword or something like that like i have not been parrying yeah i didn't use a lot of them dodging a little did you remember alex to pick up the gun from the tutorial section of the game i did pick up the gun from the yeah so i can i can do the pit no but yeah it uh 
I, I will say, like, I've been hearing about people, like, even Webby was just saying that he had a, a tough time. I've been having close calls, but I don't necessarily think I've died in a battle it's, yet. Have you, have you, you've gotten to, you've done Don Corneo, right? That, okay, there's a boss yep. over there that killed me once. Yep. That was tough. Yes, the the one the yes. one in the arena, the yes. bonus round. Yes, I I get it. I was close. It could I could have very yeah, that's, easily. That's the one that was there. really tough for me. And and yet, like you said, if you didn't have the right magic combo set up, I mean, I immediately like as soon as I like the first thing I do when I get into battle, I use the assess. Yeah, exactly. And then I check what the weaknesses are. And then I'm like, oh, fuck, if I'm not set up for this, then I just immediately Does restart because oh, okay. i got to so, go and change my material. You know, we don't really do know you, if you died or not. <laughs> do, you, do, you still have to, uh, I do you still have to use one of your active battle bars to use an item? Yes. See, yep. that's not cool. Yep. I'm not okay with that. It's good. Be- I think it's the right move. It makes it tougher. No, well, see, because that's, that's the thing, man. The when I was game. fighting the Scorpion bot, like, I... I had racked up like 30 some odd potions like leading up to that battle and by the end of it I had zero. And we solved this problem though, John. The th- the problem was you needed to be using Barrett more so that he could you cast have to lightning switch players. On, on you have thing. to. Yeah, duh. Yeah. Like constantly. Um But still, man, like I just I don't know. You get the hang me. of it. There's definitely a learning curve, but once you start getting in the rhythm um, it does get even more tricky when you add a third in there a little bit. Like you yeah. got to remember mm-hmm. to keep switching your players. Did you? I mean, I used to, and even even if you don't necessarily switch to them, you can still use their ATB bars. But you just help them get them quicker if you do switch to yeah. them. But the other thing is, like, um, I forgot what I was going to say. So I'm sorry. Like, honestly, I think as long as you're sitting there and kind of switching to different people, figuring out what their actual strengths are, and using the assess material to figure out what the monster's weaknesses are, it's fairly straightforward as long as you know what you're doing and you don't have, like, everybody equipped with fire material, which should never yeah, be Yeah, the, the case, only right? thing that bugged me was, um, is like, I would be so close to staggering a boss, like, I'd be, like, right ready to stagger a boss, and all of a sudden, it'd be a cutscene, and, like, they'd, like the scene would change and then all of a sudden the stagger bars down to zero and I'm like, what the yeah. hell? I go, that would drive, yeah, that used to, that's the only thing that drove me nuts. There are certainly boss phases where if you do enough damage to them, then it kind of wipes your progress on that stagger bar, which is a, a bummer. But, you know, it's, that's kind of, and the thing is like in original, in the original Final Fantasy VII, you would burn a turn on using items exactly. anyway, right? Yeah, but like burning so, a turn but, and then burning like if you only have one active time bar or whatever and it's between like doing a massive amount of damage to the enemy or using an item like it it just I don't know it the timing just seemed off to me for it. But again, like you're like you're saying like maybe I just need to switch characters more often and well, and the thing is that you can go ahead and tell Cloud to do his force thrust or whatever it is exactly make of that what you will but then you switch to barrett to do a little more damage as barrett and you cast the item on to cloud from barrett like it it's a really flexible system that allows you to hop around and play the game in different ways with different people and all of them have their different strengths and i think it's it's pretty interesting like eris eris is like eris was useless from an attack standpoint for me yeah in the original game. punk but in this game <laughs> yeah 
in this in this game, she actually does a lot of magic damage to people who aren't so resistant to magic damage. So it's it like she does have her place in the game, you know, when when you need to switch to her, and I think it's it's great. So I'm ready for cool. the next one. Webby, are you, are you like still playing through the end of it at all? Like to just like keep exploring and shit, or is there not well, really? Um, you know, I I've come to terms with it that. I'm not going to platinum this game. Like I usually platinum these games I really want to play, but the platinum is a real bitch. So I will not be platinuming it. So um, there's a couple things I want to do, but you know, I'll, if I'm going to play it again, I'll probably just play the full game. I mean, yeah. just on new game plus. Right on. Well, cool. Yeah. I guess Alex, when you're done with it, bring it over Webby. If you want to bring your copy over. Actually, Pat's about to borrow mine. <laughs> I had a feeling that was the case. Yeah. You're going to lend it to Pat or maybe Matt Bo, but I'm going to try and finish it up this week. So I'll try and get it over. To I'm, when I'm done. not in any particular hurry. So, but yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, that's it. That's it this week. I suppose Webby, thanks for joining us. Man. No, thanks for having me. Yeah. I love coming on. Appreciate it. And, uh, I think Hodge wants to jump on and talk shit about Destiny next time, so maybe we'll figure that out too. Uh, we can make. It's always nice having guests on. Change, change it up a little bit. Um, but yeah, uh, if you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show, check out midwestgamers.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network, like Westworld FM and uh, what else is, do we have? Oh, Horror Movie Yearbook. And uh, mm-hmm. if there are any other cool TV shows that pop up and Alex decides he wants to make another podcast, maybe that. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. And as always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGamers at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. We are Twitch affiliates. You can subscribe to us as well. It is super affordable at $5. Or you could use your Prime subscription if you have Amazon Prime to sub for free. And that would be cool. But if not, we totally understand. At least follow us on there. And, uh, yeah, if anybody out there wants to give us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or any of the other podcast platforms where you can review us, that also helps us out a lot. Uh, we appreciate that as well. So that being said, I don't know what we're going to cover next time. Do you have a list of anything, Alex, that you were thinking? Um, so I assume both of you will probably try and play some Chimera Squad and might be able to talk about that yeah. a little bit more. Gears Tactics is out this week yeah, as well. I will definitely download so, that because it is part of the Game Pass for PC. Yeah, I might be able to check it out too since I have Game Pass as well. But, um, you know, we'll see. Sounds like we're also going to talk Destiny, so I'm definitely not playing that yet. <laughs> right on. All right, well, Ryan, thanks again for joining us, dude. We really appreciate it. And uh, thanks to everybody in the Twitch chat for joining us today. And we will see you guys next time. Peace.